For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome in the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. You can find us on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, also on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel. That's every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Check out the Five Reasons YouTube channel as well for more heat content as well as content on the other sports as well as FiveReasonsSports.com. Also check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Many of our sponsors are here and they are local, including our friends over at CPT of South Florida, which has been providing small and medium businesses with the technology they need for decades. They specialize in cloud-hosted phone systems and managed IT. If you own a smaller medium business, you're looking to save money on your monthly phone and internet costs. You should give TJ a call right now. He's been helping South Florida businesses save thousands per month. He can do the same for you with a cloud phone system. You can work from anywhere on any device for a free in-person consultation. Call TJ at 954-966-2766. That's 954-966-2766. If you call now, there's a promotion that includes 25% off cloud phone service, including free phones and the first two months of service free. Deal with an owner, not a sales rep. Give TJ at CPT a call at 954-966-2766. That's 954-966-2766. Or visit the website at cpt-florida.com. That's cpt-florida.com. And now, today's episode. One, two, three, four, five. On the floor. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick with Alex Toledo and Greg Sylvander, part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on five on the floor. Make sure to check out our five-part series on the Pat Riley call. Also check out part one of this series. This is the down bad series. This is the series where we're looking at players that are down bad in some way. They're depressed assets, but also that the Heat may be down bad because they can't necessarily get the bounty in 2021 that Heat fans were hoping for. So maybe taking a shot on a depressed asset. So in the first episode, Greg Salmander and I got into Chris Chops, Porzingis, Al Horford, Kevin Love, and Steven Adams. He went with Porzingis. I went with Horford. Uh, we both went to, uh, I don't know, shower afterwards. All right. In this one, we're going to get into some of the guards and wings. So here's the players we're going to get into. We've got Alex Toledo joining us for this one. Kemba Walker, John Wall, Eric Gordon, and another guy who is not necessarily a depressed asset, but is in a sort of a, a changing situation in Indiana and has a big contract, which is Malcolm Brogdon. So we're going to look at these Four players. We're going to start with Kemba here. Uh, Greg, I will let you start as you did the last time. What is his sort of contract situation? Um, and what would a potential deal for Kemba look like? And then we'll take a look at it from a basketball perspective. Well, the contract situation is ugly. Um, he is due 36 million next season and then has a player option the following year for 37.6 million and then in 2024 is an uh, unrestricted free agent comes with a 15% trade kicker just uh, to further uh, kick us in the groin as we discussed Kemba Walker 
Um, so, I mean, again, this is another player similar to Porzingis in that at that number from a cap perspective, you're really kind of locking yourself in until that deal expires. So you better feel good about it. And to me, um, it would require some sort of asset coming back with him. And we've always talked about all these players that Miami couldn't get rid of if they didn't attach a pick to, whether it was Hassan or Dion or whoever. Well, Kemba Walker is a guy that I am not taking unless you're giving me assets with him, damn it. All right, so let's look at him from a basketball perspective. We know that the Heat has always had admiration for Kemba. Alex, uh, there were some in the Heat organization who told me that the trade of Kyrie for Kemba for Boston was a win, basically. Uh, it has not worked out that way. Kemba struggled against the Heat in the playoffs last year, played a little bit better down the stretch this season, but was still struggling, has the knee situation. He's small. He doesn't guard particularly well. He doesn't shoot particularly efficiently. Like, what would be the benefit to Miami to going to get him? I mean, look, if we're talking about a healthy Kemba, there's ways that he could help the Heat for sure. But I'm just not sure where he stands out there. It doesn't look good. It hasn't looked good for the past I don't know, a uh, year or so, maybe a little bit less than that, but a very small point guard. And I say very small because the one time I was around him, I felt like I was a couple inches taller than him and I'm not very tall. I'm, you know, 5'10", 5'11", on a good day. And <laughs> You are taller so, than him. No, exactly. That's, He's that's, my height, basically. That's the problem. And, you know, this is a guy with lower body issues and I, a guy who I've always been a fan of in terms of his game and just the things that he can do at his size. You know, he's always been pretty electric. And I think they could use somebody with his pull-up shooting in general, in theory. But this is something that I'm not really a fan of for the Heat. Uh, he would just be another guy who would be probably their new biggest target on defense for other teams. Uh, and that's not a good thing. Like, I don't think you should be adding guards that kind of add to your problems, even though he does give you the pull-up shooting aspect. Uh, it feels like something they would look at if everything else went bad. And, and I feel like I'm going to be saying that about a lot of these guys over here. Yeah, I mean, my, my issue with it is exactly what you said. Like, you're, you're committing money to a player you're going to have to scheme around defensively. It feels like, like he's going to get traded for Porzingis. That, that, well, right. I mean, that, it's possible. Well, see, that would make sense for both sides, actually. I mean, that Dallas, I mean, he, he would provide a relief point guard, relief scoring, uh, you know, to help Luca out. And at the same time, I do think Porzingis ends up, you know, would help Boston. It seems like that's a, that would be a cultural fit. Um, but basically, but, but basically, yeah, I mean, I, I think, I, think, nice. uh, you know, I, I, I think that the Kemba thing for Miami is, is like, a, it's a two year ago idea. Um, maybe even more so than the next guy we're going to discuss, who I, I feel like is a little bit more left in his bag. Last season, uh, Kemba looked better. Point. Uh, he did, but I just, I don't know. I, I just, again, he's probably, he's probably exceeded all the odds already to this point. I, I just think when he came in the league, you know, some of it was about his moxie and everything else that he did at UConn and, and he's had a very good career. And, and really, I mean, you look at that team he carried to the playoffs against the heat in 16. Uh, you know, I mean, there was nothing else on that team with him, right? I mean, it's pretty much the, the, the corpse of a, a skinnier Nick Batum is pretty much what they had there uh, at this stage. I, I just don't know that he offers except again, that the heat has admiration for him, but they, they, again, we put this in the context when we were talking about some of the bigs, the Oladipo situation, I think may make the heat a little bit gun shy about dealing with anybody who's had knee issues uh, coming into the organization. Right. And that are pre-existing. All right. So let's get to number two here. Um, John Wall, who's always been kind of more of a personal favorite of mine. Um, 
I just like the way he plays. I, I, I like the way he competes defensively when he's physically right. I like the way he sets up his teammates. I think more of him personally than I think a lot of people do. I, I think he's gotten a bad rap. Uh, he came into the NBA, his starting group around him or, or most of the players, this was the group, uh, Jordan Crawford, Nick Young, Andre Blatch, and JaVale McGee. You try leading that as a number one overall Is that pick. the Rockets okay. roster this I, season? I, I, well, I don't even think – I don't think he's ever been in a really good situation. The one time, as much as we all, like, don't like Paul Pierce, the one time they made any strides in the playoffs was when they had a guy who had actually been through some of the battles in, in Pierce and playing with him and with Beal. Um, I thought physically he looked a lot closer this year to, to where he was. But, Greg, let's get into the contract details with him. Oh, gosh. $44 million due next season. And then a player option for $47.3 million the following season. Uh, and a 15% trade kicker follows John Wall wherever he goes. And for me, uh, a 31.7% three-point shooter on six attempts at $44 million. Hell no. Is that where you're at, Alex? <laughs> I like the quick answer. Uh, yeah, as soon as he was reading that, it kind of took away any small percentage chance of me talking myself into that idea. Uh, you know, like you said, I've always liked John Wall, John Wall's game in general. Like I love attacking guards and he was always so good at it. And he almost kind of resembled like body wise and game wise, like a young D Wade, obviously not as good, but you know, play style, athleticism, explosiveness. I, those guys are always fun to watch. I just don't think he's got that anymore. I, I still think he could be a decent player in this league. Like he was okay this year. He's just not worth that deal. And that's like, maybe the most down bad move of this whole list that we're going to do today. Like that number is outrageous. It's outrageous. So, you know, good on his agent. And uh, he, he, maybe he could be a, a, a piece for a contending team once that contract is up. <laughs> let, let, let me throw one thing at you guys though. And again, John Wall's not a hall of famer. He might've been on a hall of fame track if he hadn't gotten hurt. Uh, Chris Paul is a hall of famer. Yeah. But, but but we do have to acknowledge that two years ago, we all mocked the Chris Paul idea. I think everybody mocked it, right? The idea of the heat. I mean, Chris Paul was a player that had to be given away with picks. We talk about guys you had to give away because of that contract. Yeah. He given away twice, basically, although OKC gave him away more because, honestly, he was helping him win too much, uh, which is something we talked about with Horford in the last episode. But Houston gave him away. I mean, they gave away picks with him to get Westbrook. We mocked the idea. Like, wasn't that just because to to appease Harden? Well, a lot of it was to appease Harden, but but the reality is that that Heat fans, when we talked about that contract, like, we're not in favor of bringing on a contract of that size. Essentially, it's the same contract as John Wall's. I'm I'm not saying again <laughs> that John Wall is at a CP3 level because John Wall's game was more dependent on athleticism before. CP's was not okay. So I get it. And CP three is also one of the all time great mid range shooters at his position. And John wall is not that right. We know that, but I just, is there any, should there be any caution as we discuss some of these guys that maybe we shouldn't dismiss certain players just because of the contract or because they're not quite what they were when, when they have proven they can play at a high level and they have John Wall's got high I, basketball IQ. I think we, we all agree about that. Yeah. And I mean, he's super skilled and all that's there. It's just, and I think there's some, there's validity to taking a step back, putting some space between us and these players and saying like, okay, what if they do have a resurgence the way that 
CP3 has or the way, I mean, even Russ, I mean, I keep going back to him. I know that everyone doesn't think he's a winning player, but some of the stuff he just does on the court, if you watch the games, like to ever call him washed, that just think is ridiculous. So like, yes, they all have the ability to have that kind of resurgence. But to me, if we're talking about big salary players that are going to help you win and kind of do this Chris Paul thing in the later years. It's like the Kyle Lowry player is, is closer to that. Not that he's had that kind of downturn, but in terms of like a guy that transcends maybe the box score or what you're seeing them trend as a player. Uh, but I don't see that in terms of Kemba Walker, or John Wall being those type of guys. How would you even, uh, what would, and then we'll get to the next two players here. What, what would a, a deal for John Wall even look like at that kind of money? Like, how would you even get there? Dragic, Iguodala, and what? Like, I, I, I don't even. Dragic, I mean, you don't have the Myers Leonard thing anymore, obviously. That would have been the other one that you could throw in there. But I, that's the thing. Like, it's so complicated just to get to that number. You're going you're gonna to get rid of Dragic, who is Jimmy's boy, to get in a point guard who is probably not going to be an upgrade. Like, I'm, he's, he doesn't suck. John Wall doesn't suck, but oh, you're just talking about like at that level. I agree. I, I think Leif made an absolutely great point. I think, you know, we talked about him a lot. We're going to keep talking about him. But Lowry is a lot closer to that Chris Paul level of just like, you know, the skills transcend the decline and not only the skills, the IQ. And Wall and Kemba may have like pretty high IQ in general. I just think like, you know, when it comes to Wall, that athleticism is going away. And, you know, he still has it and shows flashes of it. And, you know, maybe you put him on a team where he doesn't have so much responsibility. He's playing around a more functional team with better shooters, better stars. He could be functional. And but that number is just it's yeah. too much. Yeah. It's too much. And he doesn't have any of the, the three level stuff. Yeah. For, so for, like, for, for a non-shooter. That, that, for a that, team with Jimmy and Bam as its two stars. It's yeah, just not a great it. fit. And, and yeah, it's almost the same thing that I felt with Russ. All right, so so we'll get to the next two guys here in a second. We are down bad in this episode. We will continue, though. Uh, does your company go to trade shows? You need a trade show exhibit? Maybe you can find an old point guard there. If you need help to get going again, but your marketing team isn't fully back yet after COVID, you need a one-stop shop. So go to everythingtradeshows.com. That's everythingtradeshows.com. They'll take care of the logistics, the booth, the graphics, the furniture, the flooring, and even some tips to help you get noticed. They'll teach you the difference between renting and buying and what that'll mean for you. They're based right here in Fort Lauderdale, but they can service all 50 states. So schedule a free consultation. You mentioned five reasons. You'll also get a free booth rendering. They'll tell you exactly what it's going to look like. So here's the phone number, 954-791-8882, 954-791-8882. That's everythingtradeshows.com. And again, with everything, mention five reasons. All right, let's get to number three here. Um, let's take a look. Who do we have here in the list? Oh, Eric Gordon, right? Yeah. Uh, another Houston Rocket has been an elite three-point shooter at times uh, for most of his career. The Heat have had interest in him before. Uh, but uh, he's not been elite the past couple of seasons. He also doesn't stay healthy ever, uh, it seems. Uh, Greg, what is, uh, what, is, what is the situation here with Gordon's contract? So as I've looked at this closer... It looks like actually, so he's on the books next year for 19.5 million, but uh, according to spotrack.com or spotrack.com, however you say this, thank you. 2023 uh, is non-guaranteed according to this. Uh, so that's the the year after at 20.9 million. So this is a, a shorter term investment. And to me, 
I could talk myself into that, like to have a, a shooter that you kind of um, plug and play, especially if you're looking for replacements for some of the guards that may exit. I like that idea because you're not locked into it long term. All right. But what kind of shooter is he now, Alex? Because, I mean, I changing circumstances in Houston, they went with that all small ball three point shooting thing. And then obviously they just gutted the entire roster. I, I mean, is he, is he an elite shooter anymore? Is he even a plus shooter anymore? He has not been that. I mean, Greg, yeah, you're looking at the numbers. Yeah, like I looked 30, at the numbers so before the episode in yeah. 2019, he was at 31.7% on eight attempts, 8.4 attempts last year. He was 33% on eight attempts again. Yikes. Yes, I mean, below yeah. average on high volume. Like I don't, That's the thing. I don't like know. it's, He's been a good shooter in the past. You look at the, the the multiple seasons before the ones they said, and high volume, he was a great shooter, and it's just dipped, really dipped in percentage the past two seasons because he's been on about, on around the same volume since about 2016, more or less, around seven, eight threes a game, just attempts. So there's some – I like what Leif is saying there because it's somebody who you can add, especially if, you know, other things don't work out. Maybe you want to sign and trade one of these guys if you pick up the option and add somebody there, like, I think that he can give you something. I think we talk about, you know, bringing a little bit of size in the backcourt. This might be a cheap way to do it, even though it's not necessarily very cheap. But you said the number was 19, 20? I'm forgetting right now. Uh, Yeah, yeah. so it would be 19 next year, and then he'd have a a $20 million, uh, you know, non-guaranteed contract. It's fully guaranteed if he makes the all-star team, though, which that's not going to happen. Ah, but it's the, the thing. Yeah. Well, I'm not even worried about that part. Uh, you know, as, as much as I respect heat culture and heat development program and all that, but uh, really the thing is the next two years having him there before that option is what kind of scares me off a little bit, but in theory, I like the idea just because like he can play a little bit of defense. He can guard, you know, swingman like type guys as well. So I don't hate that idea for, for his game as a role guy to add, but, 1920 for the next two years. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, I'm I could talk myself into it though. Like Leif said, I, I'm I'm not out on it all the way. I, I just I, I mean to me his skill set was shooting and he's <laughs> he, he hasn't been guy. a very good shooter. He be a lately. bench guy, basically. Right. I mean uh, so again, it becomes if you're if you're basically just offloading Iguodala or Dragic's contract to get a year, I'd right? Keep like Andre for that. I don't it's I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I'm not. All right, let's. Uh, yeah, I, I'm. I'm kind of out on that one, guys. I don't yeah, know. I'm turning into the depressed asset here. Yeah, I, I. I don't know. We are all down bad. All right, let's. Uh, we're gonna. We got one more to get to. Uh, prizepicks.com. Prizepicks.com. Use the code five F I V E. This is the way to continue to have some fun during the NBA playoffs. Pair players together. Play power play. Play flex play. Uh, by the way, I'm watching this game. Like, where was this Blake Griffin before? He's not trying to dunk on people. Oh, Didn't he wasn't playing with year. three Hall of Famers. He's thinking about Eric Reed. All right, uh, prizepicks.com. Use the code 5, F-I-V-E. Get yourself that bonus, that extra money to play with. This is the Daily Fantasy. We're all playing here at Five Reasons Sports. We're starting a prize pick show, by the way. David Friedman, David Eversall, and I are going to take you through some of our picks a nightly basis. Hopefully, I can help take some of my own picks and start making some of my money back. But uh, prizepicks.com is where you want to go. And again, you can play all kinds of different sports. If you're an MLB guy, you're an MLS guy, you're an NHL guy, you can do all of that. So go to prizepicks.com. You can even bet the NFL futures if you think people are wrong about Tua. You can get in there and jump on that now. So prizepicks.com, use the code F I V E. All right, the last one is not a down bad proposition, actually. We threw a little uh, wrench in this. This is a very good player. 
um, who I think has lived up to the contract to a certain degree and actually hurt the heat a little bit in their playoff series, which is Malcolm Brogdon. But we saw they just fired their coach, which was predictable. We don't really know who's going to coach there yet. Uh, one of the openings is in Indiana, along with Portland and some other places around the NBA. Uh, Steve uh, Orlando is another opening as well. Um, I don't know what they're going to do in Indiana. I mean, Miles Turner is somebody we probably could have talked about in the big man episode, uh, but it does feel like on paper, like a lineup of Lavert, Brogdon, TJ Warren, uh, Sabonis and Turner is a, is a playoff lineup in the Eastern conference, but I don't feel like that's going to be the lineup next year. I, I feel like they're going to make some changes. So uh, this is something you would actually have to give something up, right? Greg, this is not a player oh, yeah. that, you know, you're, you, you, they're going to be attaching an ax- asset. To get rid there's of a couple, there's a couple things with this one the indiana pacers can never ever 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 tank so that's not going to happen they're not going to be selling off players uh for for draft picks they're going to need functional pieces and they're also not a free agent destination like the only time they've ever had anyone even look at them at a passing glance may have been like chris weber in 1999 or something Brogdon. like that Oh yeah. Brogdon. That is actually the <laughs> biggest free agent signing. Thank you for saying that because like, to your point, they can't attract anyone. So I feel like this would be a situation and this may sound crazy to you guys. I almost feel like Miami would have to include Tyler hero to get Malcolm Brogdon. Like I think I that that's how valuable thing. he was. He had a really good year last year. I mean, you're talking 20 points a game. He shot 39% from three on seven attempts, six assists, five rebounds. Uh, I, I love the fit. I think it's actually um, one of the more underrated acquisitions Miami could make. Uh, but I just think that like, you're going to have to be comfortable giving up a player like Tyler hero. Uh, the other thing about him, Alex, he is, I mean, he, he was a, a four-year college player, right. Um, who, who oh, jumped man. in one rookie of the year. Like he is like the Pat Riley, like yeah, I was going to say the four year right? college guy that he'd love those. Uh, right. I mean, he, he feels like a guy who's like, oh, also we have our new leader at point guard at only 28. He's 28, and I, I, and I also we talk about cultural fits. He's right in between Bam and Jimmy age wise, right? And, and I just feel like with Jimmy there would be a natural synergy there, just the way that Brogdon approaches the game. So, so let's throw the question at you then: Would you include Tyler Hero to get Malcolm Brogdon? Yeah, I think so. I mean, if you're in on that idea, I think you almost got to do something like that. I think he's worth it. I mean, look, if we're talking about having thrown in Tyler and really considering that during the middle of the season for Kyle Lowry, then I think you absolutely got to consider this. And I still think Lowry at his best, you know, is a slightly better player than Brogdon. But the thing about it is he can play the one or the two. And I think like if there is a way where you can acquire the both of these guys somehow, I think that might be the move. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying only get Brogdon if you want, if you acquire Lowry, I think he's worth it with or without Lowry. And that's what makes it great is like, you can play him at both positions and he's really, really good, man. I was looking at his numbers before we started the show, and, and Leif just said him again. And look, his percentages went up with higher volume mm-hmm. when it comes to field goals and threes. Both of them went up over the last couple of seasons with Indiana. And I think, uh, well, I'm saying, you know, from his first season in Indiana to the second, everything went up when it comes to the percentages and the attempts. And I just think, like, the guy is very skilled. He's a three-level scorer. He's a very good shooter. He's a defender. He's, like, 6'4", six, 6'5", six, like, I think he's got good size to play either position there. And I think like, absolutely. I would include Tyler as uh, you know me, I, I think Tyler, I feel good about him going forward, but that's the type of guy that's a win now move and is also 28 years old. So it's like, you feel good about trading Tyler for somebody like that. 
as a win now move and somebody who you can keep for several years and feel good about it. Well, you you talk about um, size and, and that is if you paired him with Lowry and again, that's, you know, a couple that is, you know, you're giving Lowry. I mean, because Van Vliet can play both positions, too, and has. Right. But you're talking about a bigger version of Van Vliet. Right. So I mean, you're, they you're, want a title playing, to, you know, two dynamic point guards like that. And well, I think they could kind right. of replicate something like that with Brogdon. Yeah, no, I, I think so, too. I, I, I do think it makes sense. I absolutely would give up Tyler to get Malcolm Brogdon at this stage. I, you, you accelerate the timeline without mortgaging your future uh, completely. I, I think that that, to me, is a no-brainer. I don't know that Indiana is going to go that direction. I, I feel like replacing the coach in part. Brogdon was one of those who was rumored to have issues with the coach. There, right. are cer- there are certain players, um, when they have issues with a coach, you assume it's the player. And there's others when they have issues with the coach, you assume it's the coach. I feel like the fact that there were so many, I know you had some inside information on this too, Greg. There were so many players that had issues with this coach from the very start. Like all of them? Like all of them, that that I feel like that's not a reflection on Brogdon. And so I, I feel like it may be a situation where Kevin Pritchard and that sort of organization there pivots and says, okay, we're going to give this another shot. With Brogdon, because the Levert move once he got once he got cleared, he played well. I I think they may give this thing a little time with the two of them. I think the more likely move for them is Miles Turner out. Um, it just it just feels like Sabonis is so dynamic for them at this point, and he just doesn't fit with they. It, that's just never fit the two of them all that well together. Uh, so I feel like that's the move, and maybe T.J. Warren gets moved, um, although his value is not what it was a year ago. All right, so let's go through this. I mean, we kind of have three down bad moves and one kind of pie-in-the-sky move here. Um, of the three down bad moves, and again, check out our sponsors. You're not down bad if you need these people. Uh, CPT-Florida.com, EverythingTradeShows.com. Mention five reasons of both of them. CPT Death Florida, of course, is for your IT. Everything trade shows. It's right there in the name. And prizepicks.com. Use the code five for your bonus. Of the three other moves, uh, which is the which is the least down bad move here? John Wall, Kemba Walker, or Eric Gordon? Greg. Uh, if I had to pick one, like if yeah. you're making me pick of one, course I'm going to pick one. I'm going yeah. Kemba Walker. I think that that's the 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 option that has the biggest ability to help Miami if it works out. And I don't know, there's like a little bit of a Tim Hardaway vibe to that resurgence that I could talk myself into there with the age the age that he's at and his injuries. But uh, but yeah, that's it. And I don't love any of these. I would rather keep all the guys they already have. Honestly, Alex, it's tough, man. I think. I'm going to say Eric Gordon, but it's really not easy to say just because Eric is Eric Gordon is probably the least risky one because you could just kind of bring him off the bench. He's a role guy. You know, they need more shooting. They need more guys who can play on the defensive end. But I really considered the Kemba thing for a second there just because I do think like if a team evaluates him, if a team like the Heat evaluates him and his health and thinks that he could go back to the level that he was at before, then that might be something worthwhile to look at if everything else fails. Other than that, you know, I don't know anything about what's going on with him. And if they don't think he's going to go, you know, take that direction backwards, then uh, I think I'm just out on Kevin, man. As much as I would love it if he were healthy, I just think they could really use his pull-up shooting and his scoring and somebody to take some pressure off Jimmy and Bam there in the playmaking. I just don't know if he's going to go back to being that guy. It would be fun, though, as bad as he is on defense, it would be fun to have somebody like that again. And I like I love the Tim the Timmy comparison there too because it's the play style too. It would be fun. I think Miami 
would love Kemba. It's, I'm just worried about his health, especially at that number. So I guess I'm going to go Eric Gordon there. Kemba has to be your fourth guy at this point. You can't be counted on to be one of your big three. He just, he just can't. I mean, it's, I don't, I mean, did Timmy ever get hunted on defense? You, you know, it's an interesting topic. We really should do this sometimes as we do a little retrospective on those teams, because it's fascinating to me how Riley was able to hide some defenders on that team. Because I, I just, if you really, it's a, it's a topic for another day. Cause PJ was a plus defender. Obviously Zoe was an outstanding defender. Bruce Bowen, Dan Marley positionally was as good as it got right. And physicality. Uh, Is it just defenses weren't as stretched out as they are now trying to cover? Well, you weren't zoning. I mean, you weren't zoning. You weren't, I mean, you were locking trail. You were, but, but the reality is Tim Hardaway on those teams uh, was not the liability. He was supposed to be defensively when he got here, particularly because of the knee. They, they, I mean, they, they were outstanding defensively with Tim. Like you didn't hear that a lot like that. Okay. They lost the playoff series because Tim got exploited defensively. And I think we thought that was going to happen. There needs to be a complete, I want to do a full episode on this. Maybe we bring Tim on again. There needs to be a complete reevaluation of Tim Tardaway's career. It has gotten shrouded by all of the other stuff and people are just forgetting. They're just, I mean, Jeff Van Gundy talked about it. They're just forgetting how good the guy was. The guy literally had two completely separate careers, completely independent of each other in terms of the way he played, the way he adjusted his game and the way he won in his second place. And it's just, I I understand he made one horrible comment. He's more than, more than, more than, more than repented for that. And I just, I I think it's, it's a travesty. He's not in the hall of fame, be honest, but Another topic entirely. They're not signing Tim Hardaway, although that might be a better move than paying. John I'll take Wall. him. That's my pick. Paying John Wall ninety-one million over the next two years. All right, check out our sponsors. We'll be back soon. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.